Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to GeekCast Radio. This is episode 199. That's right, the 199th episode of GeekCast Radio. We're almost to 200, although there are actually more. There are actually almost 300 or more episodes of this show if you count interviews and other special, other non-numbering name things we've done. But this is the 199th episode. It's only taken us 11 years to get here, and the 200th episode is going to be something very special. I'm, of course, TFG and Mike. I'm a retired podcaster. I have a problem, apparently. Uh, joining me is uh, the, um, um, MacGyver Mac and Cheese. I don't know what we call him. It's Mr. Optimus Solo. Hello, sir. Non-retired, just not <laughs> very consistent podcaster. Yeah, well, you've never been a consistent... Look, it's not... Yes, you are very consistent. You are an amazing podcaster and podcast editor, but there's a huge difference between how I feel about podcasting and how everybody else approaches it. For me, because before I met my wife, I have or had no life kind of thing. Like, podcasting is, like, that's... Look at any of my social media posts over the last five to ten years or whatever, however long it's been. I get up. I'm eating breakfast, editing, or recording podcasts. I'm in the middle of lunch. I'm probably planning a podcast. I, you know, it, it. I breathe this shit. That's why you're not retired. Hey. What? Thickness. Somebody else. <laughs> There's a lot of that going around right now. and uh, uh, yeah. You're just fitting in with the group. You're fitting in with the times. No, yeah, well, no, not really. Fake, fake headlines. <laughs> Mike's not retired. He'll never be retired. Eh, yeah. So, this episode <laughs> of the podcast actually um, came from an idea you had on Twitter. I don't even know how long ago at this point, but you were sharing some memories because we're all in quarantine. And I'm so sick of the... PC terms, yes, social distancing. It's not really social distancing, people. It's physical distancing, but whatever. Right. Um, but we're all supposed to be sheltering at home or stay in place or whatever kind of thing. And you were going through some of your old memories and old pictures, and you've shared, I don't know, at least 50 or 60 pictures <laughs> over the last... No, I'm not complaining. I'm just trying to tell the audience that... You've shared all this stuff, and one of these images was three uh, magazine covers, Entertainment Weekly, TV Guide, and... The other one doesn't uh, have a name. I don't know who produced okay. it. It was probably one of those. It's kind of like how some of my Red Sox stuff is, or some of the 2016's Cubs stuff might be. If it's not Sports Illustrated, it's just, here's a book done by this company right. that we don't know. Especially, it says special collector's edition, but it doesn't. It's not like time. It's not people. It's not, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know what it is, but it's my. I think my mom, or either my mom gave them to me, or I back in the day. This would have been right around the time I was graduating uh, high school, um, probably, or, or during my senior year, maybe. I don't know, but I was either I collected them or somebody got them for me, and I just stashed them away for decades. Well, it's funny because I can zoom in on the picture. Mm -hmm. And the uh, TV guide has Daniel Thompson at uh, two eleven something Tenth Street in. Oh yeah, that's my uh, mom's address. That's my dad's oh. name. She probably had TV guide still from when he was alive and never changed the 
subscription for that one. Yeah. The other two, okay. the other two don't have a mailing address on them, so I'm guessing those were picked hmm. up at like the grocery store or something of that nature. Pro- yeah, most likely. Yeah, the the 100 greatest uh, stars of all of, of of the century thing looks like, even though it's not Time Life, it's not the Time Special because I've bought several of the Time. Like I bought the the history, the the, the Abe Lincoln one. I bought. Mm-hmm. I've bought other Time Life special ones, and it's not that at all. So, and it doesn't even have a, it doesn't even have like a, a a table of contents or an index. It just like immediately goes into lists, like oh, pictures wow. and stuff like that. And so, so it's, it's, it's it's a magazine for you, right? Like, <laughs> who knows who put this out? But uh, it has a Canadian, nope, New York and Canadian copyright on it. So hmm, I don't know what that means. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, I was cleaning out. Um, I used to have a den, um, and or man cave or whatever you want to call it. But it was uh, you know I had a desk. I had bookshelves with sports books and cartoon books and Star Wars books and things of that nature and all my sports stuff. And uh, the closets were full of things like baseball cards and magazines and whatnot. And uh, in the last week, I had to transition that into we had to transition that into a nursery. So. Everything had to go elsewhere. Um, so some stuff went in the garbage, some stuff went in the basement, some stuff went into storage. And uh, as I was sorting through stuff, I took pictures of certain things, and this is one of the things that kind of caught my eye, and I thought it would be fun to dive into a little bit. Very cool, very cool. So these magazines, as we said, the 100 Greatest Entertainers, according to Entertainment Weekly, 1950 to 2000. Um, That's the main one that yeah. I'd like to get into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's because the other one, the other one with uh, like one of them's the one hundred most um, memorable TV, TV memorable moments. TV moments, which some people will get, some people won't, because if you haven't seen the TV shows, you know, maybe you don't know anything you about don't. those specific yeah, exactly. moments. Uh, yeah. But this one is such a broad base, just entertainers that I feel like mm-hmm. uh, no matter what your niche is, you're gonna know these people that we're talking about. With the exception, I think I went through and there was. Um, Four people that I did not know, I had to look up who they were. So cool. <laughs> I don't feel like they should have been on the list if I had to look up who they were, but we'll get into that a little bit. What's so funny about this is as I'm zooming in on this picture and I see the 100 Greatest Entertainers, 1950 to 2000, it's the sports almanac for entertainers. Marty, get in the DeLorean. Basically, except I don't know how you make money <laughs> off of this one, but no. Um, so what <laughs> I've done, this point in time. I, what I've done with this is I went through, um, I went through and flipped through all the pages and used my spreadsheets um, to put something together here. So I've kind of broken it down into kind of groups. Uh, we're going to discuss maybe group by group. Uh, you know what okay. we think they got right, what we think they got wrong. Um, maybe some snubs that they left out and stuff like that. And then it'll give the listeners a chance to kind of chime in and see who they think should have been listed on this. Now, this was just, again, like he said, 1950 to 2000. Um, and I know now we're in 2020, so that's 20 years removed. But it was looking at a half of a, half a century there. Um, and the other thing for me, the reason why I wanted us to do this, besides how cool it is looking back on this and why I'm glad it is, 1950 to 2000 and we're missing the last 20 years is because honestly I haven't really seen like yes there are major stars mm-hmm. but there are no in the last 20 years can anyone actively tell me that there's another Eddie Murphy or a, or another person like Eddie Murphy or Robin Williams or Tom Cruise or like who's the next Tom Cruise like oh, I haven't man. seen any of that in the last 20 years. And I think that's the problem is everybody like, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. Everyone likes making lists in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is the best movies from last year. Or these are the best s- songs from last year or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it's from a historical standpoint, that's never actually what you should do. You always should let time pass and then look back. It's almost like mm-hmm. it, people do it a little bit better when they think about like, historical events or presidents or things of you know that type of stuff they're like you know we we don't know what history is going to tell us 50 years from now when we look back and say well this person made these choices that were good or you know it's always better to let some time pass and then look back and say now that we've not in the moment we don't have any recency bias now let's look back and see who actually had that you know whatever it is that you're judging or looking at so i think it's better to look at these magazines should come out 10 years after the fact or five years after the fact or in this case since we're talking about such a big time period i think 20 years is 
a decent time because it's not going to be too long where people are going to be saying, you know, what's the best entertainers for the first 25 years of this century or or something like that. You're going to are only five years away from that. So it's interesting. These are the different different categories that I've broken it into based on where I feel like they fit. Um, So we're going to have a group of actors. We're going to have a group of actresses, uh, some male singers, some female singers, um, a small group of actual bands, musical bands, um, a small group of television shows, because even some gen- actual television shows got ranked, not just individual people. Um, there's one athlete in the group. Then I have what we're going to call comedians slash TV personalities. So think of stand-up comics, think of talk show hosts, think of you know just TV personalities in general. And then there's a, there was a lot of movie directors on this list. And then there's some authors, and I just kind of have a miscellaneous, which is kind of behind the scenes. They were either producers, writers, um, you know, entrepreneurs in the entertainment business. So that's kind of what we're going through. Um, And I have the, I'm going to give you guys the people that made it after I let Mike make a few guesses. And then uh, we'll go through what I think maybe was some stuff that got left off that surprises me. Um, Which group out of all those do you, would you think would have the most entries? Probably the actors and actresses. Actors and actresses is up there. There's actually more male singers than anything else. Hmm. Or musicians. Musicians and singers. Hmm. Um, part of that's because I took some of the actors out and made them more in the comedian TV personality role. Okay, but yeah, yeah, those, yeah. those are kind of the two big ones. And then after that, it's directors, actresses, female singers, and then the other groups hmm. are all small. So let's start okay. with the smallest group which is a group of one so tom brady no top 100 entertainers from 1950 to 2000 they included one athlete one athlete joe montana i you would think you could make a case for joe montana being on there uh wrong sport though (laughs) okay wrong sport um mm, i hope it's not a yankee no Um, no baseball Okay, well, geez, basketball, baseball, basketball. No yep, basketball is the sport. Well, it's as of this recording, and hopefully this episode will be out before April 19th, so now I'm actually giving Mr. Optimus Solo a deadline. <laughs> it's got to be Michael Jordan, because The Last Dance is coming up on ESPN. Yeah, they put Michael Jordan at number 80 as the only athlete that was qualifying wow. as one of the best entertainers of a 50-year period. Um, wow. You mentioned Joe Montana. How about some other names that? Uh, and I put some of the stuff out on Twitter, and some people reacted. So I got some of their guesses, plus some of my own guesses. But um, I think of that uh, that show, uh, the cartoon Pro Stars, back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. they, they try to pick some of the best athletes around. So what about Wayne Gretzky? Mm-hmm. About the, Wayne Gretzky, best uh, hockey Joe player. Mon- ever? Yep, yep. Wayne Gretzky, Joe Montana. Um, like a Magic Johnson. He was Magic huge. Johnson. Larry Bird, like. That's the thing, like, sports to me is finding it is itself again. It, it's entertaining, but it's like the four, let's take just the four major sports, hockey, baseball, basketball, and football. Oh. You look at the last, let's say from 50 to 2000, you have all these big name people. Mm-hmm. You look at the 80s, you look at the 90s with the Bulls and Michael and Scotty and to a lesser extent, Rodman. Um, and, you know, the Celtics with Larry Bird and Kevin McHale and the Lakers with Johnson and everybody that was there and whatever, uh, wherever Shaq ended up with Orlando Magic at first. All of those sports stars are superstars even in retirement. You look at those sports now, I don't see any major, oh my God, breakout Jordans right now. You know, if you were making this list for the 2000s to the, let's say, just say 2025, let's say half of the time that they were looking at back in this one, I think you could make a case probably for somebody like LeBron, um, you know, maybe Kobe Bryant, um, you know, in the basketball world, maybe in the baseball world, it's tough because um, there's so many more stars. I don't think you'd, A-Rod was too much in the 90s, so I don't think you'd put him out there. Um football i think your guess with tom brady would be somebody that you, maybe you would put out there but it, yeah it gets uh, it gets a little bit different everybody when you're would vote about against it. him 
<laughs> um, some good guesses on Twitter that I was surprised didn't make the list. One I could maybe see because maybe not as much for America, but uh, Pele um, from a world standpoint, soccer star. Um, but the bigger one that I thought was a good guess by somebody on Twitter was Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. Um, you would think he would have made the list as an entertainer for that time period. But uh, just Michael Jordan sitting by himself at number 80, the only athlete on the list. So wow. you'll have to let us know if you think uh, other athletes were deserving. Maybe the, some of the ones we mentioned, maybe we're forgetting somebody. Um, you know, you think about some of the big time Yankees. I know some of that was way back before the fifties, you know, and that's why you're not going to include somebody like Babe Ruth or, or things of that nature. But uh, yeah, maybe somebody from one of those teams that was uh, more past the fifties, Pete Rose, I guess was maybe too controversial, but uh, interesting, <laughs> interesting that Michael Jordan makes the list there for sure. Um, how well do you know your authors, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> think back Depends. to the think back to the 90s and what authors or uh stuff like that that had movies made out of their works um, let's see dean Koontz, john grisham uh stephen king um as of this recording so this is going to be dated folks Beverly Cleary just turned 104 years oh, old. That's a good one for old school. Um, mm-hmm. you, you already named two out of the four that I have listed here as authors. <laughs> so um, you got Stephen King was the highest ranked author. He was at 21. Um, mm-hmm. And you said John Grisham, and he was at 83. Um, the other most known one on this list would have been Michael Crichton. Um, yep. Jurassic Park and other things. Uh, number seventy-five. I think he did Jurassic Park. Am I remembering yeah, that he wrong? Did. Yeah. Yep. Nope. And uh, an author. I'm not familiar with him, but Tom Wolfe. Um, I've heard listed, the name, but I'm listed not as an author. Must not have written a lot of stuff that I know, but I'm sure he's a lot of people know of his stuff. But he was ranked number twenty-eight, so he was just behind Stephen King. Whereas Crichton and Grisham were in the seventies and eighties. So those were the four authors that they put. Um, Authors is a hard one for me because it really, man. It 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 depends on the genre. It depends on the books. Like for me, if I was making, let's just say, a top ten authors list, mm-hmm. like I already said, even though I don't, I've read a several of King's books, but I'm not a, I'm not a horror guy, so I don't right. really read a lot of King. But I would put King on there. I would put Dean King Koontz. I would put Dean Koontz on there because I like some of his suspenseful stuff. John Grisham, you can't leave him off. What's the um, guy that does all the uh, did all the the Da Vinci Code and the um, oh god Angels and Demons and Dan, uh, oh, he was god. a pretty big one there for a while too. He had a lot of stuff that was pretty popular. Um, I'm gonna kick myself for not remembering his name, but <laughs> I think the what you get with Stephen King is not just the author of the books, but then so many of his books became hit movies. Mm-hmm. So you, you had cross genre, uh, ability yeah. Dan, Dan Anderson. Is that his name? Dan something? I don't know. But, um, so I definitely can see Stephen King. I was a big fan of John Gershom and Michael Crichton. I didn't read a ton of their stuff, but I liked the stuff that I saw from them. Um, so I can see them coming in at the tail end, but no female authors on the list. Uh, so that was kind of that's, interesting. That's kind of sad because, um, People like Mary Higgins Clark, um, Nora Roberts, um, yeah. Janet Ivanovich. Um, Luckily, no Nicholas Sparks either. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, is no, it's not him. It's not him. It's the other one. It's Nicholas Evans that I like. Nicholas Evans did the Horse Whisperer. He also did the Smoke Jumper. Um, the Smoke Dan, Jumper. Dan Brown. Dan Brown is who I was Dan thinking of. Dan Brown. Yeah, that's right. But uh, uh, I, yeah, no females made the list. We did have one good uh, oh, snub that uh, somebody voted for on Twitter when they were trying to guess people that made this list, and that would have been good old Dr. Seuss. <laughs> why, why not Dr. Seuss on the list? So uh, exactly. I could definitely see that. They, they, they tended to, what I found, and maybe this is just because of their readership or their demographic, they were typically looking for entertainment for and don't take this the wrong way, but entertainment for adults, not adult entertainment, but entertainment for adults. Right. There's not there's not a lot yeah. of entertainment um, directed towards the kids that they included on this, where that would be a big factor. You still have to consider people that are entertaining, you know, all the children in the world. So mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Seuss and would the, be and, one and, of those. And, and the thing about it, just really quickly, my own history with reading books, when I was little, let's say from two to maybe four, mm. I was reading golden books. I don't right. know 
any of those authors, but those golden books were popular as all hell. Mm. Once I got, uh, you know, Berenstain Bears, yep. you know, so as a kid, Jan, Jan and Stan Berenstain, um, they uh, for me it was like uh, the Hardy Boys and the, the Encyclopedia oh, well, Brown. Yeah, the the thing I was gonna like for for me after Berenstain was Hardy Boys Case Files. Now, not the regular; it was the Case Files ones that they did. Mm. The funny thing about that is Franklin W. Dixon, who is listed as the author of those books, does not exist. Mm. It's not a person; it's a name. Gotcha. That a consortium came. I researched this because I'm like, over the last 20 years, I'm like, I want my Hardy Boys Case Files books back because I actually want to go back and read some of those books. And I haven't been able to find any one person with like a good chunk of them for decent enough price kind of thing. But I remember reading the Hardy Boys Case Files and I remember thinking, oh, Franklin W. Dixon must be an Mm. awesome dude or whatever else. And like, I don't know. Three or four years ago, I did three or four years ago. I did some research on it, and it is not. It's not even a person. It's just a name. I remember my sister would be reading stuff like uh, the Babysitters Club, Nancy Drew. um, What was the other one? Oh, the Ramona Ramona books. Um, Yeah, that's Beverly Cleary, Ramona and Beasley, and all that. Yep. Yep, and then I know I, I was a big fan of the Wayside Stories, but that, that was only a couple handful of books there. I think two or three Ooh, or yes. four. Louis Satcher, like so, yes. I have yeah. them. There, there, there were three of them. You would um, even think, and I know some of these authors might have been around prior to this or maybe predated this, but their works carried on. I don't know mm-hmm. the exact dates of when some of this stuff was penned, but you would think stuff like um, J.R. Tolkien or C.S. Lewis or um, some of those people that did some of those major franchise-type stuff could have been in there i know it's too if you were doing 2020 2025 then you're going to be talking about um you know the harry potter author um jk rowling jk rowling and, and things of that nature so it's it's interesting how, how is it that i remember that and i'm not a potter person at all so <laughs> I, I i know i've i think i've told you this story and i probably I repeat myself all the time on podcasts, folks. So if anyone's listening to this and you've heard this before, you can fast forward a little while if you'd like. The year was 2000 and I was just moved to Biloxi, Mississippi. And I wanted to get back. And I, yes, Sorry, I and I wanted to get back. Scooby-Doo. Yes, yes, yes. I got it. Old man Thompson. Um, so I wanted to get back into reading because before that I was still reading Grisham. I was reading Grisham's early early stuff like a time to kill and the client and the firm and all of that by the time 2000 rolled around i was 20 years old so what new books could i get into what new this could i get into because i was trying to you know establish myself in mississippi at the time i went to a books a million i talked to this this lady named angie who was working there and and she's i told her what i liked and whatever and she said okay well i'll give you two paths you can pick one or both or whatever she handed me the first harry potter book and the very first janet ivanovich stephanie plum novel one for the money boy wizard who goes around and does all this stuff or former lingerie bounter uh, buyer turned bounty hunter can anybody guess which one I went with and never went back? I'm the type of guy that when I make a choice, I stick with it. I went the Stephanie Plum route, and I've never read, and I it, it's not my thing. Here, here's the thing, folks. We all have different interests and likes and dislikes. If we all liked the same stuff, the world would be boring, even though we're all staying at home now. <laughs> so it's not that I disrespect what Rowling did with Potter. It's just, I have zero interest in it. And if I don't have any interest in it, why am I going to check it out? But she for sure would be a choice for uh, the next 50 years or something like that. So Absolutely. She yeah. She, and right. Yeah, abs- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on out of the authors. Then let's go to directors real quick and get them out of the way. There was uh, a handful of directors, probably about, let's say 13. Um, and some of them do have some crossover. Some of them were actors at different times, but we're going to list them in the directors group. So Mike, give me a few guesses of directors that you would expect to make this from 1950 to 2000s. Steven Spielberg. Okay. Um, 
Oh, God, directors. <sighs> this is a hard one for me because sometimes I don't always remember the directors. Uh, Tony and Ridley Scott. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Michael Bay. Oh, God. Please don't say that again. Hey. Come on <laughs> don't, now. Don't mention, don't mention that, man. Come on now. Come on now. All right. You, you got one. Um, <laughs> so we'll give you Spielberg. Um, <laughs> he, he was number four on the list actually so top five material for steven spielberg um and a lot of these are going to be pretty well known uh, names here so we have uh woody allen um was number 26 uh james brooks i'm not as familiar with but he was number 47 mel brooks uh number 86 james cameron titanic and the terminator number 95 francis ford coppola was 45 uh clint eastwood number 27 I could make a case for this guy being a little bit higher. Alfred Hitchcock, 14. Um, yeah. Stanley Kubrick, 57. Spike Lee just snuck in at number 99. Uh, Robert Redford, 25. Martin, Martin Scorsese, number 30. And Oliver Stone, number 92. So those wow. were the directors that they put. You'll notice, once again, no females. Um, again, a sign of the times. But uh, those are some pretty heavy hitters there with the likes of Francis Ford Coppola, Hitchcock, Scorsese, Spielberg. Mm -hmm. So those are the directors. You know, who I'm, you know who I'm surprised didn't make it? Who was that? Gary Marshall. Yeah. Um, the other one that I would be thinking um, would be, uh, um, I'm blanking it again, but the guy that did all of the 80s films like uh, uh, 16 Candles and Pretty in Pink. and uh, Oh, uh, uh, John Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes. I would thought he might have snuck in there somewhere, but... Uh, that's a pretty good list of actors that spans a lot of different genres. You got like the gangster stuff. You have the comedy stuff with Mel Brooks. You have the, you know, drug induced Stanley Kubrick type of stuff. The suspenseful <laughs> Hitchcock, the blockbusters with Spielberg. So, um, and some of the social commentary with like a Spike Lee. So I, I think that's a good group of act of directors. Um, you know, if they were doing something with uh, nowadays directors, uh, it'd be interesting to see who fit in that. Probably to have like a, um, maybe the Anderson, Paul Anderson, or Wes Anderson. Um, you'd have mm -hmm. the um, Coens um, and things of that nature probably making the list. So it'd be interesting to, to see what they did for the next 50 years. But that's the directors. Let's get into something that you are probably a little bit more familiar at. Um, let's go into bands. This is musical bands or groups, and there's only six of them that make the list so six musical groups that make the list from 1950 to 2000 well you should get at least a they prop they probably wouldn't have made it because um they weren't as hated yet but nickelback um <laughs> you just wanted to say nickelback. I, had, I had to throw it out there but maybe we were um, talking about the right same genre right. For time period but this is 50s mm -hmm. to 2000 no, no no i know uh, obviously, Elvis, uh, the Beatles, um, Led Zeppelin. Yep. So, Beatles is good. Uh, Hall and Oates, um, uh, Guns N' Roses. Um, I hate being put on the spot like this. Uh, Aerosmith. Uh, yeah, yeah, ZZ Top. Um, Fleetwood Mac. Let's see who else? One more guess. I mean, uh, crap. Um, 
2000, 2000, uh, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Spice Don't Girls. Do Don't, oh, do Don't do it. Don't do it. No, we're thinking a little bit more old school here. Um, yeah, I know. So I it's interesting because you, you mentioned probably at least two or three that were on my snub list. Um, but out of the <laughs> six that made it, um, we'll start with the one you guessed, Beatles. Mm-hmm. They came in at number one. Um, of course. Top entertainer of the 50 years was apparently the Beatles. Um, the next best ranked one would have been actually the Rolling Stones uh, mm-hmm. at 15. And then we go to number 53, which was one of my favorites, the Beach Boys. Um, and then to interesting one here at number 74, I would never guess this one, but they have Run DMC at 74. I uh, skipped over another one that I would have never guessed, which is number 69, which is the Sex Pistols. And then number 90, The Grateful Dead. Those are your six wow. bands. So The Beatles, The Beach Boys, The Rolling Stones, The Grateful Dead, Run DMC, and The Sex Pistols. I don't know how Sex Pistols got on there. So uh, some snubs. Um, I would say Pink Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. I would say Queen. Um, oh, yeah. Guns N' Roses. Led Zeppelin. Sticks. Um, I had Eagles on my list uh, and Kiss. Um, how is uh, The Eagles not on that? Yeah, so oh God. it's interesting because I get like the Rolling Stones and Grateful Dead, like those are classic, you know, absolutely rock groups. I get the Beatles because they're one of the biggest groups ever. Beach Boys, you know, had their specific niche and the time and place. I get Run DMC for probably the movement um, of that genre um, mm-hmm. and making it a thing. Sex Pistols, I don't understand, and I'd really just Pink Floyd, Queen, Guns and Roses, Led Zeppelin, Eagles, Kiss. Like I would think there'd be room mm-hmm. for them over the Sex Pistols, but maybe I'm missing something because I wasn't. Uh, big into music when the sex pistols were a thing i don't know mm. somebody somebody educate me on why they're such a, a worthy band of being in the top 100 entertainers for a 50-year period i don't know um so that's bands let's move over to tv shows because there wasn't very many of them either they put five tv shows we're going to call one of them a tv show even though it's eh, you'll, you'll understand why in a second but there's <laughs> five five tv shows for a 50-year period that they said were and one of the top entertainers, what kind of TV shows would you think might have made the list? Let's see. Happy Days, Golden Girls, All in the Family, Cosby Show, Knight Rider, A-Team, Airwolf. Stop with your Knight Rider nonsense. MacGyver. Stop just, stop just naming your favorite shows. MacGyver. Uh, um magnum uh what golden i said golden girls no you're saying um, you have not hit any of them yet really wow uh um, shows so big that they lasted decades or um at least that would be the cosby shows. show that would be the cosby show it lasted a long time nope uh oh decade they didn't really influence anything but gun smoke I could have seen that. It was a little before, well, kind of at, right at the beginning of this time period that we're looking at a little bit. But, uh, no, we're talking about stuff like, um, how about a show that features a lot of comedians every Saturday, Saturday Night Live? Live. Yep, they were in the top ten, number seven. Thank um, God they only counted up to the year 2000 because it sucked the last 20 years. Two shows. They, they might have only included five really shows slash sort of shows, um, but two of them were in the top ten with Saturday Night Live at number seven and an animated show at number ten. Hmm. What animated show would that, that would be? Be Looney Tunes? Nope. No, it's too old. Um, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Scooby-Doo. Too old. Too old. Really? Yep. You're missing a big one. S- Scooby's not too old. Scooby was 69. Yeah, this one started in 89. DuckTales? Ugh. No, no, sir. The Simpsons. Oh, The, the Simpsons, Simpsons, of course. At number 10. So we had Saturday Night Live, The Simpsons, and then I don't know if they're specific to which show or if they're just talking about the franchise overall, but number 33 is Star Trek. Just plain old Star Trek um, at number 33. Here's an interesting one that comes in at number 76. They put The X-Files on here. Why? Seventy-six, and I'm accounting this one in the TV shows, even though mostly it, you know, sketches and movies and all kinds of different stuff. But they have Monty Python on here mm-hmm. at number seventy-seven. So here's my snubs. Um, okay, biggest biggest one overall, Mash. Oh, 
Yeah. How do you not put MASH on there? Um, I also put down All in the Family, which you had mentioned in your first couple that you rattled off. And then I thought mm-hmm. they might give a, a nod to something like Friends, just because of the type of show and kind of a new era that it was ushering in with like that type of show. So um, I thought MASH for sure, maybe over the X-Files. I, I, yeah, I get, most I, definitely. I get The Simpsons, I get Saturday Night Live, and I get Star Trek. And even though I'm not a Monty Python fan, I get that as well yeah um x-files i know it was a good show and and well regarded i don't know if it's better representative of that 50 years than mashes or on the family um, yeah or golden girls or and and again i don't know about golden girls but no but I'm, okay but i like you gotta, girls, you, but. you gotta look at golden girls though because you gotta really think about that that's four women a show with four women as the main stars in the time of male stars that's a big deal that's true and it's four women in in miami florida who are all aging out and they all have varying things and they all have their you know whatever it's a really really it's a i put golden girls the jeffersons and all in the family in the same like triple threat because Mm -hmm. they're all three very different shows that all yeah. put light on certain situations and certain things and for those not to be on a list like this is just and if you were to ask me 10 years ago probably cosby show would be one that i would put on there and um. here, here, here's the thing about cosby show and, I, and i've said this before online yes the man is a monster no argument here <laughs> but for me, it doesn't take away from what those producers and other actors did on that show. Yeah, it was still a funny show. Speaking of which, um, let's do, we'll do our singers, or let's do our actors, and then we'll go to our uh, comedians, and then we'll finish with singers. How about that? Um, okay. So let's, let's start with actors. There was quite a few of them on the list. We got about 16. I'm not asking you to name them all, but just give me a handful of actors that you would uh, anticipate being on this list. From 50 to 2000. Oh, your whole childhood. Um, uh, well, no, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> I'm old, but I ain't that old yet. Um, let's see. Uh, Spencer Tracy, um, oh God, Audrey Hepburn. Just male, uh, just male actors for right now. Oh, just male. Oh, yep. That that's we'll the do female that, in a second. Okay, good. Uh, let's see, Spencer Tracy, Buddy Hackett, um, Tom Cruise. Uh, let's see who else. Um. Oh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, who knows? Those are probably pretty, two are new. They'd be on like a new list if we were to do the next 25 years or so. But all right, let's start with the highest rank one. We're going with number 12 on the whole list was Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to number 17 was good old John Wayne. <laughs> um, number 20 was Robert De Niro. Of course. Number 23 was Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get into our 30s with number 32, Paul Newman, and number 37, Indiana Jones, Han Solo himself, Harrison Ford. Um, in our 40s, we have number 41 was James Dean, number 43 was Tom Hanks, number 49, Jackie Gleason, and then one in our 50s, we had number 50, or two, 52 was Tom Cruise, like you mentioned, uh, 54, Dustin Hoffman, 65, Jim Carrey sneaks in there. Um, number 62, Warren Beatty, uh, 78, Bob Newhart, more of a TV actor, but still, um, 84, uh, was Sean Connery and 97 was James Garner. Um, so that was the list of actors, um, a wide range, a lot of, some of the more classic ones back in the day, some, a lot of them from the, you know, the eighties, nineties, and then Jim Carrey kind of sneaking in almost at borderline because he did a little before and a little after this time period um here's my biggest snubs i'll give them to you here i got about six or seven um al pacino not on Mm -hmm. that list humphrey bogart um not on that list dick van dyke uh jack lemon james earl jones jimmy stewart and bruce lee um those were the ones that i thought maybe should have got some recognition but overall a pretty good group of uh actors there the who's who of uh of hollywood 
Yeah. So I wish, and I don't know, maybe you can tell me later, tell me now, whatever. I'm going to ask this now. We do, we have done in the last 11 years of the GeekCast Radio Network and 12, almost whatever, how many years that we've all been podcasting. We do our top 100 lists because mm-hmm. we feel things like this don't fun do us justice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, fu- it's fun to discuss, but, you know, we are the IGN killer. We are this, we are that, whatever. Does it say anywhere in that magazine what the criteria was for how they made the list up? Um, it, it does have like an introduction that I'd have to go through and, and kind of pinpoint okay. who, who who was voting and and what kind of uh, criteria they were given. But um, that was the actors. Let's move on to actresses. There was uh, eleven okay. eleven actresses. Um, much more old school in this group than we got with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did have stuff like Marlon Brando and you know mm-hmm. Paul Newman, but there was a lot of you know Tom Cruise and Jim Carrey and Harrison Ford. This is a little bit more old school. So we have number three overall. Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Um, we have number nine overall, Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, number 16 overall, Audrey Hepburn. Number 18, Elizabeth Taylor. Number 22, Mary Tyler Moore. Number mm-hmm. 38, a more modern one, Meryl Streep. Um, 46, Jane Fonda. 48, Julia Roberts. Um, 66, Jodie Foster somehow snuck in here. I don't understand that one. Um, mm-hmm. 85, Carol Burnett. Uh, 96 Diane Keaton and that is Hmm. it for the women so um, the big ones that jumped out at me that weren't there uh, Betty Davis uh, Betty White and uh, Julie Andrews I thought maybe could get in there I don't know about Jodie Foster being on that list Um, I'm not saying anything against her I'm just right right no and we're we're not trying to say anything against who made the list at all it's not their fault whether they made or didn't make the list it's again going back to whatever the criteria was i think the reason why jodie foster maybe made it in silence of the lambs the fact that she was the voice of ariel and the little mermaid um i know she's done a bunch of other things other than that but yeah i don't i I just just, maybe recency bias for when they were making the list i don't i don't know because she didn't i don't think she would be one that they would put on there um currently i don't she did not do the voice of ariel by the way um you're thinking of jody uh benson benson Benson. Um, but either way um but silence of lambs was definitely a big one and she had done some a lot of films in the 80s and 90s i just don't know if she had enough to be on this list so um some that could have been on the actors list that i instead put in this other group we're going to call it comedians slash tv personalities um so so we're talking about stand-up comics that also may have done some acting or we're talking about tv personalities as far as like hosts of of different shows and things like that you got any guesses for any of those (laughs) let's see (laughs) Hmm. David Letterman, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see who else. Um, crap. You're doing good. Just You're doing good. Um, but that's all right. How about any stand-up comics? Um. Jeff Foxworthy, oh, Bill God, Engvall. Oh, God, how did I know you were going to go to fucking blue-collar comedy? What? Oh, my God. I mean, it's not like I said Jeff Dunham. Oh, Lord. All right. Come on, I'm, now. I'm not letting you guess anymore. All right, so let's go <laughs> over who made the list in this category that I'm talking about. Um, number 24 overall. Um, they didn't put the Cosby show on there, but they did put Bill Cosby himself on there at number 24 um, okay. as an actor slash comedian, et cetera. Um, number 31, Oprah Winfrey. Um, good old Oprah. Um, number 34, Richard Pryor. Number 42, Johnny Carson. Number mm-hmm. 56, Jerry Seinfeld. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Instead of putting the Seinfeld show on there, they just put Jerry Seinfeld on there. Uh, number 64, David Letterman. Number 68, Ed Sullivan. Number hmm. 71, Steve Martin. And number 91, Robin Williams. 
Wow. So those are the, who they put on there. So the big ones that jump off here for TV personalities slash comedians. Um, for on the comedian side, I would put George Carlin and probably Rodney Dangerfield um, mm-hmm. as people that were big for a long time. Um, for the host standpoint, I would probably put someone like a Howard Stern maybe in there, or even a Bob Hope. Um, we had that one thrown out there on Twitter, but Bob Hope was definitely an entertainer for a long time, even before this I though would- too. So- I would put Bob Hope before I would put Howard Stern. Yeah. The reason not- why is because Howard is just. Hmm. Yeah, I get it. But uh, once again, uh, a sign that they weren't necessarily considering entertainment for kids. How about Fred Rogers? Could we put Fred Rogers on there as a TV personality? I mean, Mr. Rogers neighborhood was pretty big for a long time. Um, so I would think someone like Fred Rogers could be on there, but not to be. Um, any other thoughts on comedians or hosts or things of that nature? Oh, how about Dick Clark? Yeah, Dick Clark is one that, um, man, that guy did everything. And Mr. Rogers, I mean, how can you not put Mr. Rogers on this list? Yeah, I just don't think it's considered as much entertainment for kids. Um, another one you maybe yeah. could throw out there would be like Casey Kasem. Um, <laughs> somebody like that oh, yeah. from a radio standpoint you know i think that could uh, could be in there so um or even uh ed mcmahon i would not uh i don't know about mcmahon i i only because of my because of my youth even though i'm old as hell i only ever saw ed mcmahon as johnny's sidekick i never <laughs> saw him as anything else so right. but i guess you could make an argument for it um, we're going to get the miscellaneous category before we get the singers, because that's all we have left. So the miscellaneous, okay. singers, the, the miscellaneous was more people that I didn't know as much. But these are choreographers, producers, writers, behind-the-scenes people, but there will be a few that you recognize. So one okay. uh, number 87 was a guy named Stephen Bacho, uh, who is a producer of Bob Fosse, number 93, Norman Lear, number 40, Agnes Nixon, number 81, and then the two that you should be familiar with would be Aaron Spelling at 67 and Jim Henson at 59. Um, Okay, so let's start with Norman Lear. All in the Family, The Jeffersons, Good Times. How how do these TV shows not make it, but Norman does? Maybe that was their way to give them a nod by putting the guy that created all of them. Um, But Jim Henson, I'm glad to see make the list. Yeah, um, I was surprised that nobody uh, with the last name of Disney made the list. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. Maybe Disney should have bought out Entertainment Weekly at the time, but they there didn't. There we go. Um, and then just two random ones that I'm going to put in as snubs that don't really fit any categories. Um, mm-hmm. What about Mel Blanc? Um, yes. Just a voice um, and a whole industry. Yep. Um, or Hulk Hogan. How about Hulk Hogan? What um, the hell? Well, sports entertainment. There's... He was huge in the 80s um, and the 90s. And uh, you could put a wrestler in there. Maybe Under the Giant. How about Under the Giant? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he, did some, he did do a few acting things. So there's that. All right. Let's get into music. First, our biggest category overall, which was the male you know, just solo singers or entertainers mm-hmm. um, as far as a group goes. There is a ton of them. I'll give you, you can name like a half dozen or so. Um, so this is male solo singers, didn't we? Yeah, from this? the 50s to the 2000s. Not bands, not male actors. This is singers. Um, you did mention Elvis Presley. Elvis. Any yeah. other ones that you would think would be on here? Elvis, Dean Martin, um, George Michael. Um ugh. Uh, I'm fogging up. Okay, and then we'll allow it. You got the big one, Elvis Presley, which was number two on the list. So we had the Beatles at number one and Elvis, Elvis at, number at number two. two. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I'm um, trying to remember who was three here. Um, oh, Marilyn Monroe was number three. Of course so. she was. All right, so let's go through here. We had Elvis at number two. We have Frank Sinatra, number six. Michael Jackson, number eight. Um, we had... Bob Dylan at number 11. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list. I was trying to do it in order, but there's too many of them. So Chuck Berry, number 50. David Bowie, number 55. Garth Brooks, 98. Uh, James Brown, uh, 36. Eric Clapton, 82. Kurt Cobain, 72. Elvis Costello, 94. Miles Davis, 39. Bob Dylan, 11. Jimi Hendrix, 51. Already said Michael Jackson. Bob Marley, Mm -hmm. 44. 
Willie Nelson, 61. We already talked about Elvis. Prince, number 60. Paul Simon, number 70. We already mentioned Sinatra. Bruce Springsteen, 35. Stevie Wonder, 29. And Neil Young, 73. Wow. So, some heavy hitters. So, wait. Simon gets in, but Garfunkel gets snubbed. Great. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Um, Here's some more snubs for you. How about uh, Neil Diamond? Mm -hmm. Not on the list. John Denver. Elton freaking John. Um, <laughs> you mentioned it before, Dean Martin. Um, mm-hmm. I can't believe Johnny Cash is not on this list somewhere. <laughs> I can't believe he's not on the list either. I thought <laughs> I thought Elvis would be number one or whatever. Beatles number one, Elvis number two. At least Johnny number five or six. Yeah, Johnny Cash doesn't make it, and neither does Jimmy Buffett. No Jimmy Buffett anywhere. Um, other no, minor ones. Go to Margaritaville. I guess not. Other minor ones: Barry White, Smokey Robinson, Lionel Richie, James Taylor. Um, but it's hard. I know you only have so many slots, but I would think Johnny Cash and Jimmy Buffett and Elton John would be on there. Yeah, and I would make a case for Neil Diamond and John Denver. Like, yep, they're pretty big. Oh, uh, but you know. And not a lot of country on there. Garth Brooks is about the only country guy on there, which I get. He was huge. Willie Nelson, I guess you could put in there too. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. No uh, George Jones or you know, not, but a lot of singers. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the female singers. There was only nine of them, um, hmm. and that would be any guesses. I'll give you one guess. Female singer back in the Madonna. Day. Madonna, number five. All right, Madonna was the highest ranked one at number five. Then we have Aretha Franklin. Uh, and Barbara Streisand were in the teens. Barbara was 13 and Aretha was 19. And then we had uh, 58 was Cher, uh, 63 Joni Mitchell, 79 was Diana Ross, 88 was Loretta Lynn, 89 was Janis Joplin. And I'm not familiar with number 100, but it says that she's a singer or somebody that has something to do with rock and roll, I think. Uh, Chrissy Hind Hind. Um, I don't know. I've heard the name. I don't know who that is. So I'm apparently not educated, but, um, some big names there, Aretha, Cher, Janice Joplin, Madonna, Diana Ross, Streisand. Um, how about these that didn't make it? Uh, no (laughs) Mariah Carey, um, which I get, she's crazy, but she was around for a long time. How about no Dolly Parton? Um, no Bette Mittler, no Celine Dion and no Whitney Houston. Hmm. Chrissy Hind was the um, she was the lead vocalist and primary songwriter of the rock band The Pretenders. That still doesn't help me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, oh, so that's mm-hmm. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was thinking okay. of the I was thinking of the Proclaimers. I would walk oh, gotcha. five hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. So that is the list. So like we said, number one was Beatles. Um, we had number two was Elvis Presley. Number three was Marilyn Monroe. I'm just doing the top 10. Number four was Steven, uh, Spielberg. Number five, Madonna. Number six, Frank Sinatra. Number seven, Saturday Night Live. Number eight, Michael Jackson. Number nine was, let me find number nine. You just mentioned it. I know I did a, a second ago, but uh, now number nine is escaping me. Let me check the actual mic. Oh, number nine was Lucy, Lucy, Lucille Ball. Lucy, Lucille yep, Ball. Yep. yep. And number ten was The Simpsons. So, yeah. Um, what did you think of the list overall? And uh, could we have done it better? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out in 2021, folks. um no i i don't know because here's the thing like like you mentioned it's all very different categories it's not all one care like if we did if we did a gcrn wars tournament of male actors versus female actors from this timeline that would be interesting strange and weird i could i could see a i could see a whole a whole one on bands like absolutely yeah exactly battle of the bands gcrn edition exactly there you go um or stand-up comics we could do a whole one on that oh man Um, but it's interesting again we're looking at a very uh specific time period yeah very specific time period when we're looking at you know 1950 to 2000 so we're not considering anything before anything after um we'd have to lay some groundwork if we were doing something like that but i do think they got a lot right um 
but man, you could make a list of 200 and still have plenty of people to yeah. put on that. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah. Especially when you consider the lack of uh, bands and the lack of athletes that they had on there. Um, you could fill up a lot of spots with some of those. Yeah, because here's the thing. As popular as television is, and as popular as movies are, and I know no actual film made this list, right. I would take The Simpsons off. I would take Bonanza, Gunsmoke, whatever the other show was off that made it, and I would fill that with a spot like, like an athlete or another comedian, actor, actress, musician, mm-hmm. whatever. And honestly, at this point, we could do... We could take this and run with it so far that we could do so many different varieties of this. Like, we could take it out and segment it to the point of, right. like I just said, you could have a wars, our wars tournaments do male actors versus female act, versus a, actors versus actresses. Or author versus author. Does Dean Koontz kill Stephen King? Or does John Grisham, <laughs> you know, send send um uh, john steinbeck to the to jailers you know who, who the hell knows what, what there's so much you could do with this right yeah, it'd be interesting especially i think along the musical lines i think there's so many heavy hitters in the world oh, of music yeah. over the years that it would be an interesting yep. thing or um you know i think stand-up comics would be really fun um i know everybody yeah. has a different different uh style that they like or different you know personal tastes but um some have been around longer than others and some have been more successful than others and i'd love to see some of the classics destroy your blue collar comedy tour guys but uh hey come on and- okay look i it was just top of my head kind of thing <laughs> uh, and, 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 and again here, here's the thing like you know we i mentioned earlier about the cosby show yes the man is a monster just like Michael that Jackson. Doesn't, well, exa- see, exactly. Like, Bill Cosby, the man, I separate it from what he has done right. in acting, in comedy, or whatever. Like, I still can listen to his Bill Cosby himself thing from 1969 with, like, Buck Buck and, and mm. uh, The Water Bottle and, and, you know, driving in San Francisco. And I can listen to all that and laugh my ass off. Because I know it's comedy and it's a joke and it's funny. But do I still feel that the man is a monster? Absolutely. Right. And the same decision that people have to make when they're listening. Can you listen to a Michael Jackson song and still enjoy it for the music? Or even though you know he's a creep, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is. So you have to make those decisions because, you know, otherwise you're going to have to eliminate a whole lot of entertainment out of your life because nobody is an angel. Um, Some are worse than others, but everybody has their demons. And uh, especially in when you talk about celebrities. So, I mean, we couldn't watch professional wrestling if we cared about what kind of people some of these guys were behind Mm -hmm. the scenes when they're doped Mm -hmm. up and on drugs and steroids, et cetera, just like baseball. I couldn't watch that if you eliminated Mm -hmm. everybody that cheated. Mm -hmm. So in different ways, Pete Rose, the, you know, the Astros, the steroids, the blah, blah, blah. So, um, you have to make your own personal decisions on what you can uh, participate in, what you can take in. But for me, I can separate most of it. Um, I can separate most of it myself as well. And it just like, okay, so I did this a while ago. I had my my friend Tom DJ on Geekcast Radio. We did um, broken fandoms and how to fix them. And Tom has come up with this, what he calls the modern fandom manifesto. And it's this set of rules of how you should be treating fandom and how you should be reacting and acting in in your fandoms. Just because you love something, Kevin, doesn't mean that I have to, but I still respect, okay, that's, that's your thing. You love that. That's amazing. That's great for you. It's not for me. I'm not shitting on it. I'm not saying, oh my God, you shouldn't like them. Just like half the people tell me I shouldn't love Scrappy-Doo or I shouldn't love Nickelback or whatever. You know, it's a thing of treating people better. Treating them more, I don't know, 
I don't. Uh, it's it's just it's just more of every you know if something's bringing somebody joy or entertainment, like yeah. for you to tell them that they shouldn't enjoy that. Like I can not I can not stand the um, Pokemon and Power Rangers, but it doesn't mean that I'm upset that other people enjoy it and other people get satisfaction and entertainment and escape or whatever um, mm-hmm. from those different things. Just like uh, someone could say that you know Star Wars and MacGyver and Transformers are garbage. Like that's not going to stop me from enjoying them. So. Uh, we can all like what we like, and nobody has to be I, judged for it. Yep. I got into an argument with somebody the other day on Facebook, the other night at like 4 a.m. Pacific. Oh, Jesus, that's never smart. Time. Well, they basically, said, they basically said Transformers was nothing but a toy commercial. And I'm like, no, yes, it was, but no, it wasn't. Right. <laughs> that's one of my triggers is when people call uh, yeah. animated series 80s, or animated yep. films, they, they call them... Uh, uh, what, toy commercials no or even just they try to downgrade it by saying like oh you know you you watch that cartoon or that like like that's a bad thing or something like that or that kid's cartoon yeah. or something like that like no just because something's animated doesn't mean you can't enjoy it at different ages so and a lot of that stuff is made for more audiences than just kids uh, a lot of it is trying to appeal to the parents that are taking those kids and different things like that so there's nothing wrong with enjoying whatever you want to enjoy as long as you're not breaking any laws um or hurting people in the meantime. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's how I feel. But this would be an interesting conversation to kind of go over, not necessarily just 50s, 1950 to 2000, but take a certain time period and decide, you know, from an entertainment standpoint or from a music standpoint or from a different sort of these genres go, what is the what was resonating the most for that time period? Kind of like a look back, like a time capsule yeah. type thing. So absolutely we might we might adventure into some of those things Mm -hmm. but in the meantime we want to hear what your guys thoughts are on what entertainment weekly put out as their 100 entertainers from 1950 to 2000 and do you agree with one of the some of the snubs that we pointed out or who do you think didn't belong or maybe you can think of someone that we didn't mention that should be in consideration we'd uh, love to hear all those comments at the website geekcastradio.com or on social media twitter and facebook mike how do they do that that would be at Geekcast Radio for the network Twitter. You can also send email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. But yes, please go to the website, make comments on our posts because I see nothing but tumbleweeds in our comment yeah. sections lately. There has been a couple episodes that, that our good buddy Toon Master Tim has commented on, and we absolutely love him for that. So there is that. That's the easiest way um, to make sure that we're going to, you're guaranteed to get a response from us if you do that, basically, because we check and and we will respond if you comment on the website. Absolutely. If not, you can also Uh, harass Mike on Twitter. Mike, what's your Twitter? Lord. It's um, at Optimus Solo. That's mine. (laughs) (laughs) And they can harass me as well. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, It's at TFG1 Mike on Twitter. Sweet. Get us out of here, Mike. Uh, we're out of here. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to close this because episode yes, 200. 200. Yes, episode 200. Um, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you use Spotify? I have it. No. I don't use it. You have it, but you don't use it. Do you pay for it? I do not. Okay. Well. <laughs> it, Is that required for episode 200? It might be. Just for a <laughs> month. Um. It's just so you can get a certain thing, because episode 200, folks, and I guess people have told me that this was released last year or something, it did not show up for me last year, or at least I didn't, and the way that 
Spotify lists it is that it got released this year, and technically this is the 30th anniversary of the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. I will freely admit this, I don't remember who sent it to me, but I have a bootleg copy of the score of this film. It's not the best one, but now we have an actual official release by John Duprez. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles original 1990 motion picture soundtrack. It has, uh, I don't know how many tracks are actually on here, but it's, you know, it's got the whole, every movie bit. It's got the Shredder music. It's got the Raff and Casey music, you know, all that. It's got the, the main theme. It's got everything. So basically our 200th episode on GeekCast Radio, hopefully, um, I believe Steve Megatron will be joining us. Uh, if you would like to join us, you're more than welcome to. Um, we will be talking about this score and this film. More specifically, the score. But obviously, how can you not talk about Turtles when you're talking about Turtles? Good. If that makes any sense. So Stay tuned for that. Yes. I don't know when that's going to be. Cause episode 200. I'm Mike and, yes, episode 200. Um, Sam, I'm saying, I don't know when... That's going to get recorded. I know, because you're retired, so I yeah, get it. I'm, I'm Mike, and I'm a retired podcaster. I have a problem. After his next meeting, when he comes out of retirement for the 17th time, um, like Michael Jordan, <laughs> he will uh, be ready to record 200 turtles coming at you. Oh, Breaking out of Lord. their shells. TFG and Mike, out. the last dance. Breaking out of their shells tour. Coming at you. <laughs> yeah, coming out of your shells. Good Hi, Lord. folks. We're leaving now. Um, Unleash the geek in you, and we will catch you next time here on GeekCast Radio. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.